The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea with a rollicking song. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. He growls as he storms the country. A villain, big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you'd like wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. Man, do they have it all in Lakewood. Let's talk about sports. They have all the packages, NFL, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball. Every seat is a great seat. Now, what else do they have? A huge pool hall with 15 tables, live music on the weekends, no cover, and the happy hours as good as you are going to get. Every day of the week, two for one, wine, well, and drafts every single day from three until seven. I've never been to a sports bar like this that truly has it all. Go to Greenfield's Pool and Bar in Lakewood. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. I have a feeling I'm going to be spending this entire segment talking about Mike Pritchard's resume. Let's see if I can get this correct. This is off the top of my head. We were partners for a while. 13th overall pick in the NFL draft. Won a national championship with Colorado. Terrific. NFL player used to host the radio show here with me on mile high sports radio. Now he hosts a show on VEASAN, which is the gambling network. And he does a local sports talk show in Vegas. And he is just an all around marginal guy. Pritch, how are you? <laughs> I was good until the last comment. Okay. Marginal. You're an all around <laughs> fantastic guy. There you go. There you go. There you go. I'm good. How you guys doing? Uh, terrific. Uh, we are doing far better than the Raiders organization. I have heard something big happen this week. I haven't been following it. What's going on? Well, uh, their head coach, John Gruden, got himself into a little bit of trouble and with the league, with the league, <laughs> and, and with with a lot of people. Yep. Um, and he stepped down as a head coach. So right now they have an interim head coach entering the most important game of the year so far for the Raiders. With that, how do you feel the Raiders organization has handled this as a whole, and how do you think this is affecting them, especially heading oh, into man. what you say is the most important game of the year? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't timely, that's for sure, but um, I, I think Mark Davis, the owner, had no other choice. I mean, uh, the, the behavior from John Gruden, reprehensible. I mean, it was so offensive in so many ways. And he insulted he insulted a lot of people within the league that have power influence. And, and I think when you do that and you understand how the league works, uh, it was no surprise uh, of the result. But I think the Raiders are left with picking up the pieces and, and, and figuring out how did they salvage the rest of the year. Now, last week, of course, this was swirling 
over the course of the weekend because the first comments we were aware of, of course, were the comments, uh, the derogatory comments about DeMarie Smith, the NFL PA head that were racially tinged. And then, of course, the Raiders did play a game with that cloud over them. So do you think all that affected the team last Sunday? Because that really just seemed to be a pretty desultory effort compared to what you're used to seeing from this Raiders team. Yeah, I think it did. Uh, lack of focus on, on one side of the ball in particular. That's the offense, and that's the side of the ball that Coach Gruden controlled. You saw drop balls. Uh, you saw lack of focus. You didn't see a lot of energy out there either. Uh, one of the things that I know from my playing days is, you know, coaches, they say things to teams uh, thinking it's private, right? And, and so I don't know if that took place or not. Uh, I've been trying to follow up with people to figure out if they had some type of meeting in which Coach Gruden uh, laid everything on the table and said, hey, this is what's happening. And so now you're, as grown men, you, you got a chance to think about it. And uh, and then you play a game, okay, and then everything else keeps happening. So I, I don't I don't know. I, I do know Coach Gruden had the apologies publicly. Um, that was not received well from the league because the league wanted to see this man gone, uh, and the league got what they wanted. And so now as players, uh, the players got to maintain the focus if they can. And and see if they can win a football game. Like I said, the most important game of the year so far for this football team. We are talking with Mike Pritchard, uh, won a national championship with CU. He used to host a radio sports talk show with me. Now he does a show on VSIN. And Pritch, obviously, doing a show with me is very high on your resume, I'm sure. It is. It's is, right up there with the CU Hall of Fame and uh, oh, Southern Nevada Hall of Fame. Stop and, that. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. I just had to pad my resume a little bit more after there we the go. Uh, marginal comment. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, the Broncos situation, kind of similar, I guess you could say, to the Raiders situation in, in, in this vein. Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator, even though Ed Donatel officially has the title. Out right. in Vegas... Gruden was the offensive coordinator, even though he didn't hold that title, but he was the guy calling the plays. How big of a loss is him not calling the plays, or do you feel the guy they have there might even be potentially better? Um, well, we don't know if the guy that they have here is potentially better. I mean, if he was, I think he would have been calling the plays, to be honest with you. But um, Coach Gruden, the coach, not the person, um, the coach – he was a great play caller. There's no denying that. I mean, even though the league is trying to uh, erase themselves from Coach Gruden, separate themselves, but, I mean, the guy made his mark in, in this league playing call and play. So I, I think when you miss that or that's gone now, uh, I, I don't know how you operate other than uh, just in a few days, too, by the way, other than the fact that, okay, do you condense the playbook or do you just – do the things that you know you can do very, very well. And, and to be honest with you, the offense this year has sputtered at times. I mean, they started out the year when the 3-0 run in spectacular fashion, but the last two games, it just doesn't seem like the Raiders that we saw at the beginning of the year. So uh, they're working on some things. They're tinkering with the offensive line and, and seeing if they can uh, get the offense back in gear because if they don't, they're in trouble. I mean, the defense has been keeping them in games, but the offense just not scoring enough points the last two weeks. Boy, where have I heard that before, Mace? <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. All, and the final are we all is... Are we all ready for 10-7? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
it, it you you might be right there. Now that being said, I think it'd be more appropriate if it was seven and eleven. Oh well, getting eleven is pretty rare. That'd be a fun score, but yes. So, Rich Bisacci is going to be the interim head coach of the Raiders. He's their special teams coordinator. Been around the NFL a long time. What do you expect from him as the head coach? And do you think he has a chance to turn this into a permanent gig? Um, does he have a chance? I I don't know. I. I mean, it, it sounds good, right? That this guy could have success, and you know, maybe the Raiders get to the playoffs, and he's a head coach. But uh, we are thinking uh, of you know one of the brand new stadiums in the National Football League, the Legion Stadium. Um, the draft is going to be here, and it, this is a global city. Speaking of Las Vegas, you know, and I think you have to have a splash. I would imagine. Um, now, he's a he's a guy that's been around the league, like you said, Mace, for a while. Uh, as a special teams coach, assistant head coach, you interact with all the players more so than like if Rod Marinelli would have been the interim head coach, he just interacts with the D line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as a special teams coach, you're interacting with the majority of the roster. And uh, so you probably know the fellas a little bit better than everybody else in terms of coaching and uh, just manage the coaches. You got Gus Bradley, who used to be a head coach as a defense coordinator, let him do his thing defensively. Uh, and then Greg Olson the offense coordinator, hopefully they could pick up the pieces offensively with Tom Cable as offensive line coach. He used to be a head coach as well. Uh, Maybe they can uh, come together and and make things work. So just manage everything as a head coach, interim head coach, if you're Rich Passaccia. You certainly dealt with adversity during your pro career, not personally, but certainly with any of the teams that you were with. All teams at some point deal with adversity. Not necessarily, you know, your head coach sending out racist, misogynistic, homophobic emails, adversity, but some type of adversity. Using your experience as a former player, and, and clearly you are speculating on this, but what is your best guess? The Raiders come out and rally and are inspired, or they are completely vulnerable? I think they come out and try to punch the Broncos in the mouth and see what happens. I think you come out and the field is your sanctuary where you kind of forget what just happened uh, during the week. You forget about the media asking you questions, and you just go out there and put on a helmet and play football. But if everything doesn't go right, you wonder where the organization is going to come from. You wonder where the calm nature or or the confidence is going to come from. Is Rich Basaccia ready for that? You know, or, or, you know, are the players ready uh, to collect themselves from whomever? Or, or is it everybody for themselves? So once adversity hits during a football game, you wonder from a management standpoint where the leadership is going to come from. So at, that's, that's where I, I'm so uncertain about where the Raiders are, are at right now. I think they're going to have a good game plan. I think they're going to go into the game ready to play and focus. But when it doesn't go well and everything looks bleak at times, which it will during the course of a 60-minute football game, uh, what's going to happen after that? And, of course, part of that game plan is going to be implemented by their play caller. That's Greg Olson who's replacing John Gruden. What do you expect to see from Olson replacing Gruden, and is it going to be a major change or about what we have seen from John Gruden before? Yeah, I don't expect them to make major changes because, you know, it's a couple of days and and uh, I don't know if you can overhaul it and make major changes. I think you try to build off of what has been successful. 
And if you look in the first three games, the Raiders were stretching the field and, and throwing the ball all over the field, all over the yard, really. And Derek Carr was off to an amazing start at quarterback. But the Raiders felt like they needed to try to control the game and run a football. Uh, and, but that hasn't worked yet. It has not materialized. And I, I just don't know when that's going to happen or if it happens. But this is a passing league now. It's basically a seven-on-seven league. Uh, so I, I would expect the Raiders to go out there and let Derek Carr throw the football. If I was ever a guest on your show, what I'm about to ask you, you could easily ask me. But I'm going to okay. ask you instead because are you, are you inviting yourself on my? No, 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 no. That that's not you, what I meant. Okay. That's that's not what I meant. I would never invite myself. <laughs> uh, I have way too much dignity to join any show that you are on. With, okay. <laughs> with that, big picture, how do you feel about the Raiders over the next five years? knowing that Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert is in your division? Because you could very easily ask me the same question. Yeah, you see that, Mace? Like, he insults me, and now he wants me to answer a question. (laughs) You know what? I mean, come on. That wedding invitation has not been mailed yet. I noticed that. (laughs) Is anybody going to show up? I don't know, Mace. You coming or no? I think so. I think so. You know what? Don't come. We'll invite other friends. I don't have any, but you know what we're going to do? Because I know the two of you are not going to show up. I'm going to do what they did in baseball. I'm going to have cardboard cutouts of people that I know just to sit there. And I thought you were going to sit us at the same table. But none of us are. (laughs) But then again, the cardboard cutouts aren't going to drink, so it's going to save us on the bar bill. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back. Okay. How do you feel yeah, about having question. those two guys, you know what, in our division? Because that's what it is. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I, it's weird because, I mean, the Broncos could have drafted Justin Fields. I mean, the Broncos could have drafted uh, Josh Allen. Um, but yeah. they chose not to, right? And, they could have had Russell and, Wilson. Russell, I mean, a lot of I mean, we could, yeah. There's a there's a lot of players like that. Yeah. I mean, that that happens, you know, a lot of times. And the Raiders, they they had two first rounders. They could have packaged that up and traded up yep. and drafted Justin uh, Herbert. But I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it's is daunting. That's for sure. I mean, I think the Chiefs have issues though, uh, not yeah. only defensively but offensively. I think Patrick Mahomes is trying to do too much now. They don't have a running game. Yeah. Uh, so they're vulnerable. Um, I, I think there's opportunity. There really is for the Raiders. Derek Carr has risen them to to another level early on. There's a ton of adversity in front of them right now, but if he can get back on track, I mean, he could become the best quarterback in this division. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Justin Herbert is incredible, and he's just getting started right now. Both teams started three and zero. Both teams are on a two game losing streak. Does the loser of this game start cir- circling the drain? I think the Raiders would have two divisional losses, and in this competitive division, that's tough. I mean, you're trying to win a division or at least get a wild card. Now, the, the saving grace for the Raiders, you know, the first three wins have been against AFC opponents, and that that's helpful for tiebreakers. But uh, you're 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 you're, I guess, getting into dangerous territory though. If you lose three in a row, and you're early on in October, and you still got tough games in front of you, so. No, I think I think the Raiders are going to be desperate. I don't know where the Broncos are though, in terms of being desperate. Uh, I don't even know if Vic Fangio's on a hot seat. Uh, but they will if be if they lose. This, right, right. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, that's why this game is so vital for for both sides. Okay, you you follow betting lines all the time. You're in Vegas. 
If you had to put money on this game, who are you betting to win? Well, what's the line now? I, let's, I let's, let's, pay, let's go money line. Let's go money line. Oh, well, I can't do money line. I need Why not? points for this one. Why not? Because I, I, I think I think like Denver at home. So does Denver – see, Denver doesn't have the home field advantage like they used to. Now, I think they're trying to juice it up with Mike Shanahan and Steve Atwater this weekend. But Broncos it, are minus it, three and a half. They're minus three and a half? Yeah. Okay, so I, I don't like the hook. I would take the Raiders, to be honest with you. In fact, I would tease the Raiders and get the closest ten points as I can. I'd get nine and a half points right there. Man, you, you sound like a degenerative gambler. <laughs> I take the teaser. What about that hook? Maybe I might turn it into a three. I like parlay. My God, you have totally sold out. Well, it's V-Sin. I, I mean, you, yeah, I don't think you knew any of that's this. That's the stuff. language they talk over I on V-Sin. That. That's, it's really it's, good. that's right. Yeah. But it's so funny hearing you talk like that. Usually we just talk about football, but you're talking about hooks and teasers and parlays and over unders. It's a riot to me. It's great. But believe, that's the environment believe. you live in. Believe me, when I was a player and the FBI agents used to walk in the locker room and told us to stay away from casinos and gambling, right. believe me, this right. is foreign to me. But right. uh, I've, I've been able to catch on over the years. I bet you have. Doing a great job. When can people hear you on VEASAN? Um, I'm on uh, Eastern from 3 to 4. Uh, so Pacific, that would be 12 to 1. Right. On VEASAN or VEASAN.com, V-S-I-N.com. And the local show you do, what's the website? How can people listen to you there or maybe download your app? LV Sports Network uh, is Radio Nation Radio uh, 920. So the LV Sports Network is a digital side that you can access. Pritch, thanks for your time. We'll talk soon. You guys take care. Thank you. See you, man. Yeah. All right, coming up after the break, we've been doing a lot of Pat Shermer stuff. Well, this is our final segment to talk about Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer. Oh, my Excuse gosh. Did you re- oh, stop that. He's a very trim man. Oh, stop that. Anyway, he was asked, does he Google himself? You got to hear this answer. That's next. Uh